Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show. It is uh, Monday, August 3rd, and uh, happy to be on the air. It's been about a, a week or so since we've last been on, and I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Aniano, and joining me as he has over the course of the summer, I think this is his second, and uh, hopefully it shouldn't be his last, he'll be bopping around with us uh, leading into football, and hopefully during football season, uh, my good friend and... Uh, Competitor, rival, uh, not much of a challenge, but <laughs> nonetheless, uh, in fantasy football, Mr. Doug Dadala. Doug, happy Monday night, 10 o'clock Eastern here we're on the air. And how are you, my friend? I'm very excited. It's football season, and that's very exciting stuff. The wives don't like it. We love it. No, they don't. Let's roll. No, they don't like it at all. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like it at all. We know that. But uh, you know what? It's amazing. They don't like it. <clears throat> until you win. Right. Let That's me ask right. you this question. The first fantasy football league you ever won, whenever it was, in the league, we've been in a couple of leagues together. I know you're in other leagues as well. Right. When you won and got that winning money, do you remember what it went to? Um, didn't go to her. It didn't. You were able to avoid that. I, I, well, the $100 that I won was a fraction of what I really won. Uh. <laughs> so I said, here you go, babe, 100 bucks, American. Yeah. There it is. So you lied. I lied, yeah. So she's listening right now. She's just found out the truth. Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> it, it's true, but it, it didn't go to anything great. It went to Bill's. It went to the kids' stuff. It went to kids' bills. It went to new shoes. It went to new underwear. Not for me. I don't wear underwear. For the kids. It went to kids' soccer camp, stuff like that. So really nothing exciting. My first victory was 10 years ago. Um, I shouldn't say that. But the first victory I truly remember was 10 years ago. And it was right after I moved into my house. I moved into my house in December. Fantasy football season ends, what, end of December, you know, beginning of January, right around there. Mm-hmm. And it was a league wearing together with some uh, other good friends. And my winnings in that league bought the vacuum we still use to this day in our home. It's a six, $700 vacuum. Whew. I didn't lie about any of it. Ugh. I didn't send any of my money to a uh, a bank in the Bahamas, <laughs> and uh, and that was it. And the only saving grace is we still have the vacuum, and it still works well. <laughs> You're a lucky man. You're a lucky man. That's great. But uh, all right, so before we get to everything, I want to remind everybody, if you're listening to us live, we do appreciate it, and give us a call, 347-838-8088. That's 347-838-8088. Chat room is open as well. Any questions, comments, complaints, inquiries, babbling, rhetoric, rhetorical babble, throw them on the chat room and we'll get to everything. Uh, I want to remind you, follow on Twitter at Fantasy. That's A-A-N-I-A-N-O Fantasy. And the show's Facebook page, the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show. 
Check out the show on iTunes and subscribe, download, rate, and comment right there on iTunes. Just go to the link and uh, just do the Google search for the show there, and uh, we do appreciate any comments. And be sure to follow on Twitter and Facebook, and uh, we'll let you know next time the next show appears, which hopefully will be in a week, and um, as well as uh, uh, my next appearance on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio to talk a little fantasy football or fantasy baseball, whatever they need me to talk about. So, Doug, uh, last time you were with us, we talked first round, uh, different strategies going into your draft. The last show, I spent some time uh, talking the difference a little bit between tiers and and just flat-out rankings and my preference for tiering players, my tier ones, my tier twos. I don't necessarily go crazy over a ranking because everybody's ranking is going to be a little bit different. I don't care if I get Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles, Le'Veon Bell. I just want one of them. That's how I view the tier. Um, You yourself, when you prepare for a draft, what do you like to make the list? One through 25, one through 50? Or do you tier? Do you group players? Um, Okay, give me one of these and two of these. How how do you prepare, first of all? That's my first question for you, really. You know, I actually do both. I, I have tiers, and I have ranking one through, I guess, about, about 200. Um, and when guys come off the board, I mark them off the tiers and the uh, one through ranking as well. For me, it's just easier. It's easier for me to follow who's dropping, who's coming to me, and that's how I grade uh, the value of guys that are coming down to me. If I see a guy you know, who's ranked in the second tier, and he's ranked, let's say, 23rd, and, you know, the – He's ranked 20, let's say he's ranked 25th, and now it's the 32nd, 33rd, 34th pick, and I'm coming up. The guy's still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, I, I grab him. That's, for me, it's a better, visually, it's an easy way for me to follow. Fair enough. Now, if, let's go back to that scenario. Let's say you got the guy who's ranked, yeah, it's, I don't know, the 37th pick, and your 25th ranked player is on the board. But he's filling a position that you already have filled. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say... 37th pick, so you're looking at 12, 24, 36, say end of third, beginning of fourth round. Right. You have two running backs already and a wide receiver. And that 25th player is a running back, and he's going to be your third running back. Maybe your league doesn't use a flex. Right. Do you still graft the best player available, or now are you going, all right, well, it's the 37th pick, I got the 25th available player on the board, that's my running back. The top-rated wide receiver He's not my 37th-ranked player. He's my 42nd-ranked player. Do you fill the hole or do you draft best available? Um, I'm most likely going to draft best available. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I used to worry about filling the holes. You it's know, a terrible strategy, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a normal, natural fear. You know, you're like, my God, I have three running backs, one wide <sighs> receiver. You know, do I want another running back? I mean, but you, you got to take the best available. Got it, because injuries are going to happen. That's right. Waiver wire guys are going to appear. Uh, trades are always a possibility, but I never go into it. The worst thing I could ever hear at a draft is when somebody drafts somebody and goes, well, I can use them for trade bait later on. Yeah. Because that's just such a it's, – it's, it never works. It's like the guy who drafts Andrew Luck in the second round and then drafts – you know, Tom Brady in the seventh. Why do you draft Brady? You know you're not benching Andrew Luck, except for a bye week. 
well, I could trade him later on. No, you won't, because there's 12 other quarterbacks who can all start. If you're in a league where you can do that, by all means, do it. Um, that hasn't worked out for me yet. I've, yeah, I, I think that's a terrible strategy. The trade them later on strategy just very rarely works. Unless you find another person with the exact same needs uh, where, where the matchup fits. Uh, I, I never go into I never draft somebody with the intention of trading later on. If I'm drafting them, it's because I want them and I need them, not because I think I'm going to trade them later on. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember I was in the league once. Um, a guy had Gates and Witten, and he could only start one tight end. What's the point? Well, he got he got one in about the seventh round, and the, the second guy in like the seventeenth round as a backup. Both guys were they were scoring about 15 points a game. He couldn't give the guy away. Nobody would trade for him. Right. So you, you, you learned a long time ago. Don't trade. Don't 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 draft for trade bait. No, exactly. I agree. But Doug, let's spend the next time. We got about 45, 50 minutes in the show here, and I want to dedicate tonight's show to talking about the running back position. And you know, I find the running back position interesting because. In one breath, I'll say you can't win without one, at least one. But then in the other, there are people who will say, I won't touch a running back early. I'll go with the no running back or no elite running back theory. And then in a league we won, I, we played in last year. I was waiting for this to come out. I knew this was coming. But and I'm not being, you know, I, I, I mean, you bust my, and the guy, I, I, trust me, I, I do brag. <laughs> but at the same time, I think my starting running backs come championship game time. I was running with guys like Boom Heron, LeGarrette Blount. Uh, uh, I think you could find them on the waiver wire, especially <coughs> in a PPR format, that, that you could find guys later on that you can survive with as long as maybe they're catching passes. Yeah, well, just to let people uh, who are listening understand the scenario a little bit better, Anthony was drafting about what last last year about six, six or seven, yeah. And I was drafting about nine, eight or nine. And we, you, you, I, I believe the first two rounds you went wide receiver. I went Calvin one, uh huh, Jimmy Graham two. Okay, and then the third round, I remember it was snaking back around. You were before me, and I see Jordy Nelson there. And I mind you, I fully intended after mm-hmm. taking Graham, I in my mindset. I must draft a running back in round three. I remember it, it got to you, and I was thinking, please don't take Nelson. Please don't take Jordy. Go with the running back. And I remember you, you, you were not talking yourself into taking Jordy, but kind of just letting us know, you know, I, as soon as you said, I normally don't do this, I'm like, oh, no. And, and I mean, I knew I couldn't really dissuade you, but I tried to throw a comment, oh, that's pretty risky, but you didn't fall for it. Because you're not stupid, and you took <laughs> and you took Jordy and he lit it up. Yeah, and I was so, oh, I was so upset. And I remember draft day. I'm trying. Oh man, my running backs were shaky. Mm-hmm. Yep. And all season, I just kept streaming running backs, streaming running backs. Uh, it was then, PPR, two running back, two wide receivers, and you flex one position. And my flexes ended up being Emmanuel Sanders. Mm-hmm. And then Odell Beckham got hot. I had Emmanuel Sanders on my bench. Yeah, and you didn't. You picked up Beckham on the, the waiver wire, if I remember. Yeah, like right after week three, right yeah. before he was activated, I picked him up a week early. 
Did um, you pick him up early? Yeah. Okay. But I mean, my running backs. It was Legarrette Blount. It was Boom Heron. It was it was it was not pretty. I didn't even have a quarterback. My quarterbacks in that league were Cutler mm-hmm. and Foles. Uh-huh. Foles got hurt, and I rode Sanchez in the championship game. Right. Um. But you, but you, but it you, was a PPR format, and if you looked at championship game, Calvin Johnson, Jordy Nelson, Jimmy Graham, and Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. Done. Well, your running backs the whole season were putting up maybe twelve, maybe fifteen points. Just enough. Points. Yeah. Just enough. I mean, they, they didn't didn't hurt you, but they they were fine. Mm-hmm. And and you won it, and you won it, and you won it pretty convincingly. You didn't like just barely. Well, well, that's why this year, you know, I find it interesting, right? Guys are going to trip over themselves. You know, Jamal Charles, Eddie Lacy, Adrian Peterson, and we'll talk about them in a few minutes. Right. But for me, there's guys to be had to fit that mold. For example, who's the starting running back in Cincinnati? It's Jeremy Hill. He's going to go by the end of the second round in many cases. Mm-hmm. Gio Bernard can be terrific. Terrific. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati's got a good offensive line. He's still two seasons in the NFL. He's averaged four <laughs> yards per carry, Gio Bernard, and he catches the ball. You know who I want this year? I want Danny Woodhead. The rookie Gordon's going to be the running back. Mm-hmm. Woodhead's going to play on third down. No Antonio Gates for the first four weeks. Mm-hmm. You think Danny Woodhead's going to catch some balls those four, four Absolutely. weeks? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Shane Vereen of the Giants. Rashad Jennings is number one. You know he always gets nicked up. Mm-hmm. Andre Williams is a a okay runner, a god-awful pass catcher. Yes. Shane Vereen's going to be on that field a lot. Mm-hmm. Those are three guys who are, quote, not starters. I could I'll I'll take twelve points a game from all three of them in a PPR format yep. very very easily not even if they don't get in the end zone. Yeah, I agree. It's funny because uh, you know I, I hear a lot of people saying you, you got to grab first round you got to take a running back. And back in the day, I believed that. Now I don't believe that at all. I, I think there are plenty of running backs, like you said, guys <laughs> who will ten twelve touches a game in PPR. And you'd be able to ride them pretty well. Guys, like you said, like like Vereen, um, your uh, Spiller, I think, is going to be very good. Bill is another one. I think he's going to be outrageous in New Orleans. Do you remember how good Darren Sproles was for the Saints? I do. That's C.J. Spiller, younger and better. Without Graham. Without Graham. Without Graham. So there's a, that, that's what, 85 touches? I have to go somewhere else right there? I agree. Uh, Spiller's going to be phenomenal. I've actually seen in mocks with C.J. Spiller has been going before Mark Ingram yes. because of that playability. That, yeah, I, that's, yeah, well, let's see. Ranking-wise, uh, you know, his ADP right now is 35, and Ingram is 39. And, and Ingram's the quote starter. Yeah, and you know what? I would not mind Ingram either because he's a, he's a legit running back. Yep, and he's going to pound the ball. And he'll get 30, 40 receptions I think this year. You know, you know Mark Ingram last season um you know he didn't have a bad year by any means, no. right? He had 29 catches for 145 yards, two, 964 yards rushing, but he only played in 13 games. Right. He was nicked up, 400 yard games, nine touchdowns on the season. I do. I like Ingram, but Spiller has the ability in a PPL format to be really terrific. You know, there's no doubt about it. But, but Doug, let's talk for a minute about the top of the running back situation and, and my personal tier one guys and get your thoughts on it. Okay. 
Obviously, Jamal Charles, Eddie Lacy, Adrian Peterson, Matt Forte, Marshawn Lynch, Le'Veon Bell. Those guys, to me, are without a doubt tier one running backs. They are first-round picks, those six guys. Uh, Lynch, you know he's getting in the end zone double digits. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Graham's not going to take touchdowns away from him. You know, Matt Forte, I'm a little bit nervous. Tressman is out as the the head coach. I don't think he's going to catch 102 passes like he did last year. But Brandon Marshall is gone. Uh, I think that helps actually Martellus Bennett more than it helps Forte. But I think Forte does have just enough left to stay in that tier one. He is 29 years old. To me, he's a risky tier one. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I probably won't draft Forte. I would stay away. Mm-hmm. He'd be one of the, I'll put him in the tier one, but I would draft a tier one wide receiver before right. I take Forte. Yeah. Peterson, Lacey, Jamal Charles, Le'Veon Bell, no doubt about it. Bell would be on the top of the draft board. Two-game suspension down from three makes him a little iffy. I, I think it's safe to say you agree with all of those yeah. as tier ones. My question for you now, though, a little long-winded, DeMarco Murray. I didn't list him as a tier one. Mm-hmm. Where do you put him? I put him as the top of my tier two. Um, you know, I, I I liked him going into last year. People were kind of like, you know, he's 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 a little bit fragile. I like him in Philly a lot. You do? I like him. I think he's, if he stays healthy, and for me, I guess that would be for him playing 13 games? Let's say he plays 13 games. 2012, he played 10. Mm-hmm. 2013, he played 14. Last season, he played 16. What, here's what scares me just a little bit about Murray. Listen to the carries. Okay. In 2012, 161. In 2013, 217. In 2014, 392. Does he rebound from that many carries? And not to mention 57 receptions. How old is he? 27. You know, it, it, it's it's kind of funny. That's been the question for a lot of guys every year. Are they going to bounce back? Marshawn Lynch, every year he had the same the same question. I, I don't know. I, I think at this point I, in in football history, I think science has taken such a leap. I think the thirty you know thirty year old um, running back is not as dangerous anymore. I think that many carries. Uh, I think he's going to – round two, if I'm in the middle of round two, he falls to me, I grab him in a second. His ADP currently sits at the 10th running back off the board, sixth pick in the second round. He's going after all the guys I listed, and he's also going after Arian Foster, C.J. Anderson, LaShawn McCoy, going right before Jeremy Hill. Now, some people will argue, well, the offensive line. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know different sites have different rankings, but sure. here's, here's the truth. Dallas Cowboys last season finished fourth in pass blocking, second in run blocking. The Philadelphia Eagles finished 10th in pass blocking, first in run blocking. Yeah. So I don't think offensive line-wise it's going to be too big a, a, a beat-up for him. I think he'll be all right. He'll be fine. Um. What's in your view, though? And we'll continue this com- these two, this conversation with these teams. Murray's going through a situation where he should still do well. He'll probably get a lot more rest than he did in Dallas with with Ryan Matthews there. Right. 
Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if his carries dropped to about 300 mm-hmm. to 392. Listen, he's not going to run for 1,800 yards. No. He's going to run for 1,300. Maybe four, yeah. yeah. 1,300, 10 touchdowns, and I think you'd sign up for that. Um, especially if you view him as a second-round pick now. Mm-hmm. On the other side of things, whoever wins the Dallas job, Randall, McFadden, do they? Do you view those guys as having immediate success? Because, oh, they're running behind the Dallas offensive line. I guess my point is, do you trust the player or do you trust the line? Um, well, you know, for, for Murray, I think in Philly you can trust both. I, I think he's, uh, he's behind a great line. You know, I've seen them ranked ahead of Dallas mm-hmm. and behind Dallas. So, but right in the same ballpark as Dallas. Yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, he's not getting hurt by his line at all. Right. I th- I, he's I th- a great player with a great line either place. Yeah, I think, he, I, I think he's a stud anyway. Right. And, I, you know, I think someone in, you know, every, every league's going to have a guy who grabs him in the second round late, and I think it's going to be a steal. Now, what about the Dallas situation? You've got either, I, I don't want either unproven slash mediocre backs right. behind the great line. Mm-hmm. So does the great line push the mediocre back to make mm-hmm. them better, or is it still a mediocre back and and not the love there? Um, I think it makes the back better. Absolutely. I mean, I think Romo, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Giants fan, so I love to rip Romo. Yeah. I love to rip Dallas. But Romo's a fantasy stud. He's going. He's throwing to arguably the best wide receiver mm-hmm. in football. You know, you can't stack the box on him, on Randall. And, and Randall, you know, he hasn't been around very long, but I think he's a. I think he's a, a good running back. You put him on a good team with a good line, he'll ha- he'll run for a thousand yards and six, seven touchdowns. You know, if he's behind arguably the best line in the in the league, I think he's uh, not elite, but definitely a tier two running back. See, my concern with with uh, uh, Joseph Randall, who I, I have much lower, I have him in around a Tier 5, Tier 6 situation, mm-hmm. um, not high on him, simply because, A, you don't know how that's going to shake out, who's going to come into camp the that's starter. True. That's true. And B, even if he ends up being the starter, I, I, I just see that being a total timeshare mess. McFadden... Joseph Randall, who's running hot that week. I think it's going to be a situation you're going to draft them both for running back depth. Um, I think no matter how good the offensive line is, you have to have talent back there. I can trust Darren McFadden mm-hmm. one iota. Uh, I'm not saying I wouldn't draft him if he's sitting there eighth or ninth round right. as my fourth running back. Same with Joseph Randall. Mm-hmm. But I can't put faith in either one of them uh, and anoint them a fantasy starter uh, at all. Let me, let me rephrase what I just said. I th- I have him ranked as a fourth tier running back. Okay, Randall. I can see him finishing as a tier two running Fair back. Enough. That's that's more of what I meant. Okay. No. So you would draft him. Okay, this guy's my fourth running back, Easy. and potentially he's a starter by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Fair. Definitely. That I could see. That I could see. If it shakes out the right way, that I can see. Um, but I, I can't go into the season thinking that. I read. I read that they want to give um, Randall. Five touches. Oh, sorry, fifteen touches. McFadden ten touches, and uh, was it Dunbar? Is the yes. Third? It was five touches. 
Um, See, that's a hot mess. It is a hot mess. Um, you know who's going to benefit the most from DeMarco Murray being gone? Who? Jason Witten. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Jason Witten benefits the most. Jason Witten, DeMarco Murray leaving elevates Jason Witten in my tight end rankings. Yeah, he's, because he becomes the Romo's safety valve again. He's I've I've seen him ranked about as low as thirteen, mm-hmm. fourteen. See, I'll draft him as my tight end one this year. Yeah, I, team. I I don't. If I if he's my tight end, that's fine by me. I'm okay with it. That's fine by me. Um, I have no problem with that at all. Yeah, I mean he's one of those guys where he just won't go away. No, ever. And I think he gets puts up better numbers, more receptions at the very least mm-hmm. with with the Marco Murray gone. So Doug, I, I, Charles Lacey, Peterson, Forte, Lynch, Le'Veon Bell. Are there any other running backs that you would put in a tier one first round running back, or or is that really how you round out your tier one group of running backs as well? Um, no, that, that's that's my tier one. I, I have Lynch as tier one slash tier two. You know, I, I mean, he he also he's like, I don't want to say that, that he's a Jason Witten of running backs, but he's one of those guys every year. It's like you know, he has so many touches, are the wheels going to fall off? And they never do. They don't. They just don't. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's like he's just he he. And it's like he won't let them. No. You know? I will confidently draft him in the first round. Late in the first round, I will take all six. So so if somebody said to me, Anthony, how do you view your t- first round? It's those six running backs and my six wide receiver, you know, some wide receivers. You know, you look at your tier one wide receivers, and I know we're going to do wide receivers next time we get together, but, you know, Odell Beckham, Des Bryant, uh, Julio Jones. Brown. Antonio Brown. Demarius. Demarius Thomas. There's five right there. D6, there's 11 guys, uh, you know, that, that quickly fill up your first round for mm-hmm. you. And then, and then probably Gronkowski would be the 12th and the final guy going in the first round. Right. In whatever particular order you prefer. To me, your first round is very hard to screw up. It really is. You know, unless somebody gets hurt. I mean, these are elite, elite talents. But, Doug, now we move to those Tier 2, right? And we talked about DeMarco Murray. Mm-hmm. And then this is where Tier 2 guys get interesting. You know, you got Jeremy Hill of the Bengals. Six, played 16 games. Gio Bernard got hurt. He got red hot. He ended up with nine touchdowns, five 100-yard games on the season. But Gio Bernard is still there. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati's offensive line is pretty good. Andy Dalton is not. So they're going to lean on that running game. Mm-hmm. So, But people go, oh, Jeremy Hill, I'm afraid of Gio Bernard. Arian Foster. Oh, Arian no. Foster. Pardon me. They, they, and they have uh, A.J. Green. Yeah, we've got to worry about. But A.J. Green is tied to Andy Dalton. And I don't know how much they'll put the ball in Andy Dalton's hands. True. So let me list these couple of guys, and you tell me who you like the best of them in the Tier 2 group. Okay. you got Arian Foster. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know he's not going to play 16 games. Right. You're hoping for 13, but you know you're going to get a good 12 or 13 games mm-hmm. from Arian Foster. 29 years old. You expected him to bottom out last year. He didn't. LaShawn McCoy. He goes to Buffalo. Yeah. Okay. He's coming off... Two seasons of over 300 carries. Mm-hmm. Rex Ryan is going to just run him and pass catch him into the ground. Mm-hmm. The only problem, there's no quarterback there. He's going to face eight in the box at all times. Right. right? Yehuda, E.J. Manuel, Matt Castle, mm-hmm. nobody's afraid of them. Alfred Morris, 
Alfred Morris doesn't get nearly enough love. I agree. But he doesn't catch the ball. Right. C.J. Anderson? Did you see enough in C.J. Anderson? What did he start? About eight, nine games last year. Did did you see enough in C.J. Anderson? Peyton Manning. Monty Ball is there chomping at the bit to get his job back. Right. And then you got a few other guys. You guys got like Melvin Gordon, the rookie. He's going to be given up every opportunity to be the guy in San Diego. Uh, Lamar Miller, who's somebody I know you've been high on. Yeah. He ended up having a nice season last year, finished with eight touchdowns, 38 receptions. Of these guys I mentioned, and these are guys who you could say are tier two guys, mm-hmm. who do you love? Who do you say, I'll grab him in round two and I'll run with him? Who's a tier two guy who you're going to avoid? We're taking Murray off that list, right? Um, Murray, Murray's at one slash two. He's gone. He's a safe second rounder. Okay. Um, actually, the guy I like the best is the guy you just mentioned. That's Justin Forsett. I didn't even mention him. That's an interesting move. Yeah, I, I like him. Uh, he caught I was, what, 44, 44 catches, catches last, last year. year. Um, 12, over 1,200 yards, 44 catches. Yeah, and there's not a lot of wear and tear on, on those tires at all. And uh, and you know, really no threat. Not really, no. Talia Faro is it, and, and, and Talia, Talia Faro didn't impress last year, the kid. Yeah, I, I like uh, I, I like Forsett out of that group, I think the best. Maybe C.J. Anderson. Yeah. You know, I mean, the the talk all year long, all off season has been, you know, is, uh, is Peyton Manning done? Is the arm gone? But it's still a, a a top offense, you know? And and I think it's going to benefit from that. The, the line's good. You have Demarius Thomas. You have Emmanuel Sanders. Peyton is still Peyton, although an older Peyton. You know, I, I like Forsett. I like Anderson, who I don't like, you know. Well, Sean McCoy, I'm a little nervous. Yeah. Him. You know, those he, he's in a new place. He's They're ready to roll in Buffalo. They're, they're psyched. They're, they're, you know, the chump at the bit, you know, they think they're, they're thinking they're playoff bound, and he's throwing all girl, all girl parties. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, maybe that's just nothing. We should have a show, an all girl party for the show. One. We could do that. We could do that. We could do that. You think anybody would come? No. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a sausage party. It would be you and I. It would. It would. <laughs> Our wives wouldn't show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, so I mean, on, I mean McCoy, he, he's he's real talented. But what, number one, he's in Buffalo. Number two, do you, do you, I mean, am I overreading this, that girls' party that he's he's posting about? Is his head on in the right place? You know. See, I don't worry so much about the party and the. I'm worried about 626 carries over the last two years to mm-hmm. go on top of. 80 receptions over the last two. Mm-hmm. No quarterback to scare any. You think the New York Jets front eight is going to be worried about E.J. Manuel or Matt Castle? I don't think so. No. Do you think Bill Pelichick, when he schemes a defense, is worried about E.J. Manuel and Matt Castle? Nope. Nope. You know, the Jets are going to play them. Darrell Reeves is going to shut down Sammy Watkins. Mm-hmm. That's it. He, so, so that's it. Good luck, LaShawn McCoy, because there's going to be 11 Jets just watching your every move. That's what worries me about that. And and Miami is very quietly getting better mm-hmm. every year. They're a playoff contender this year. You so know? That's, that's six games yeah. where I could easily see, see McCoy being limited. Yeah. 
I mean, they'll be stacking the box on them big time. Oh. Big time. You know? And that, that's a big problem. Arian Foster, he's one of those guys. He just won't go away. He won't. But here's the thing with a lot of these Tier 2 guys, right? If you draft Jeremy Hill, you've got to grab Gio Bernard. Uh-huh. If you draft Foster, you've got to draft Alfred Blue. Mm-hmm. Okay? You draft C.J. Anson, you've got to dra- grab Monty Ball. Because not for nothing, Foster's going to get hurt. Hill is... I don't want to say Hill's going to be in a timeshare, mm-hmm. but I could see a 70-30 or 60-40 split, split. You're going to see Gio on, on passing downs, and I, and I like Gio Bernard this year. C.J. Anderson, for as good as he was last year, he was their third choice. Mm-hmm. It was Monty Ball, and then who replaced Monty Ball? Yeah. Ronnie Hillman. Yeah. So, yeah. So, who, so who does that leave? That leaves Forsett. That leaves Alfred Morris. Who I won't touch Alfred Morris in a PPR league. No. You I know, won't. Third round, he comes to you. I mean, he—I he, don't think he's ran for less than twelve hundred yards. Last year he had a thousand seventy-four, sixteen okay. games. He still had eight touchdowns. Well, he—he's averaging fourteen point three receptions per year. They're saying that might go up. So now you're talking sixteen. <laughs> Does that change your mind? I know, it's tough. If he falls to me in the late third round, I'm going to take him. He's never missed a game in three seasons. Yeah. The thing is, you know he's getting tons of work. Tons of work. Who would you rather have, Morris or Lamar Miller? Ah, such a bad question. Jeez. That's why I'm good at this. Yeah. um, Morris. Morris. Me too. Me too. You know, because, uh, what's his name, Uh, Jay, uh, Jay? Is there to take some carries from? Memphis. Yeah, and and the guys, he's. I mean, they they draft him in the fifth round, but the guy's still a player. Yeah, you yeah. know. Now, what about the rookie? Are you willing to trust a rookie, Melvin Gordon, as a tier two running back? Now, a tier two running back, odds are he, you're looking at somebody. Then, if you want a tier two running back in a twelve team league, you're gonna have to take him by the end of the third round. Are you willing to take Gordon that early? You know he's going to be the guy, right? Mm-hmm. Brandon Oliver, uh, he, he he's a nice little backup, but he's not going to be the guy. Donald Brown, not going to be the guy. Danny Woodhead is strictly out there in pass-catching situations. So mm-hmm. Gordon, at the very least, is going to be on the field first and second down. He's going to get over 200 carries. Are you willing to trust the kid? I mean, he ran for 2,500 yards last year in college in 14 games. Absolutely insane. They traded up to get him out of mm-hmm. Wisconsin, 15th pick. Are you willing to go third round, the latest third round for a rookie running back, over some of the the Millers or Morrises? The guy's so fast, man. (sighs) He is fast. The guy's a rabbit. He's like a little pinball, Mm -hmm. you know, just bouncing around, spinning around, and then he's gone. Gone. You know, so (sighs) it's a tough call. I don't knock you for taking him, but like you said, do I want Miller over him? No. Do I want Morris over no, him? I'm taking Gordon before both of them. Yeah. yeah. And, and and you know what? With uh, Gates gone for the first four games. That's more, more carries for him, more catches for Woodhead. Right. And you know what? They'll probably throw him a, a few screens. They will. I mean, he, he's not much of a pass catcher. He had 19 catches last year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Two seasons before that in college, he only combined for three. So he has a lot to prove catching the ball. And they won't thrust him into that situation with Woodhead around. Right. If I were to look at my – the top of my tier two, taking DeMarco Murray out of there because we say he's a one slash two. Right. 
is probably Jeremy Hill. Um, Harry Enforcer, I have no problem drafting. He scares me. Right. C.J. Anderson, I have no problem drafting. I agree with you. McCoy, I'm nervous about. Uh, and I would take, and I love Forsett. You've sold me on Forsett. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would take Mel Gordon before Morris or Lamar Miller, though. I'm not saying they're not tier two players. Yeah. I actually slide Lamar Miller. Maybe he can easily, I could slide. When I finalize this and post it on the Facebook page for tomorrow morning, uh, I could see Lamar Miller sliding into my tier three finally, too, as well. Well, you know what? Like I said before, Miami, on both sides of the ball, they're getting better. Yeah. They're a competitive team now. You know, um, Alfred Morris, you know, he's getting, the, he's getting a lot of touches, but what is Washington doing? You know? that, I mean, it all depends on RG3. Yeah. I mean, if RG3 is back to the RG3 who took the league by storm, he's got weapons. Jordan Reed, Deshaun Jackson, Pierre Garçon. He could throw the ball to people. There, there's people there. But do you hang your head, head on RG3? They have to. But I'm saying as, as somebody drafting, you know, Alfred Morris. If RG3 is not RG3 and they've got to rely on Kirk Cousins and Colt McCoy, mm-hmm. it makes for a much more difficult season. I mean, look at Alfred Morris's numbers when he had RG3. Yeah. 1,600, 1,200 yards. Yep. Miserable RG3. He barely breaks 1,000 last mm-hmm. year. It's all mm-hmm. connected. It's all connected. Now, I move on to my next group of running backs. Starters, but a little risky. This right. is just me. If you disagree on any of this, we talked about Mark Ingram. For as much love as Mark Ingram had, he still hasn't had a 1,000-yard season. Mm-hmm. Uh, 13 games, 964 yards last year. People love the upside of Carlos Hyde, second year now, being handed the ball in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. San Francisco, though, was a team in transition. Torrey Smith replacing Michael Crabtree. <laughs> Vernon Davis, a huge disappointment. Bolden is still there. Like Griffin, what do you expect out of Kaepernick? That, mm-hmm. that affects that offense. Sure. The other rookie first rounder, Todd Gurley, going to the Rams. He's not even going to be on the pup list, so the ACL is not even remotely an issue. Right. If it was going to be an issue, he'd be on the pup list. But, you know, they've got Trey Mason there still, who, who was okay. Not great, he, but he was okay. Well, didn't he end the season uh, pretty well? He ended up on my fantasy team. He started some games That's... down the stretch for me. Yeah. He was okay against the right opponent. Mm-hmm. Um. You've got Frank Gore going to the Colts. Another one. I, I don't think the tires are ever going to fall off. No. I mean, the guy just, he's, he's an enigma. You know, every year it's like, ah, he's getting older. You know, he's long in the tooth. And he just makes it happen. Yep. And now, you know, they're not st- stacking anybody against him. No. Because, the, you know, uh, Luck is one of the top two. Well, fantasy-wise, he's like one or two. One or two. Him or Rodgers. That's it. And, you know, you have, you know TJ, you have Andre Johnson. I mean, who do you cover? Yeah, on this there's offense, too many you know? weapons there. And Gorza, you know, he's he's one of those guys. If someone's going to grab him, back, thank you very much for giving me him in the what was it, the fifth round? Yeah, ADP on Frank Gore. Um, he's right now the 13th running back off the board in the PPR league. Sixth pick in the third round. Hmm. Yeah, he's one of those guys where you don't want to draft him. But those who do are very happy. Yeah, he's going before Melvin Gordon, which I wouldn't do. I'm going to take the 22-year-old over the 32-year-old every time. Mm-hmm. He's going before Lamar Miller, going before Mark Ingram, Alfred Morris, guys like that. Um, what about Jonathan Stewart? Uh, he's he's finally the guy. I, I don't like that guy. You know, I don't like him. He's got all the talent in the world, and, you know, 
He's he's on a he's on a good he's on a good team. A good not a great team. Duck, but a good team. Only 175 carries last year. Mm-hmm. For 809 yards. Yeah. And he, if he's healthy, he's a sneaky play. A sneaky play. Jonathan Stewart. Caroline is not bad. He's going 23rd overall at the running back position. Yeah. Second pick in the fifth round. Um, he's a sneaky play. Another guy, though, I can't draft him as my RB2. Yeah. I can't put that much trust in him. Well, listen to this. I was looking at, uh, at uh, strength of schedule grids. Look at who Carolina plays. Look, 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 well, look at the defenses they play. Uh, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Philadelphia, Tennessee, Washington. Um, and in the fantasy football playoff season, he has New Orleans, Atlanta, the Giants, and Atlanta. It's scary to say, but the Giants are the best defense there. Yeah. But, I mean, if, there's nothing scary about any of those. If he stays healthy. 1,200 yards. Yeah. Well, but a bulk of those are coming during fantasy football playoffs. Yeah. He's got some good matchups. He's got the, – the, it's, it's, it's the entire fantasy football playoffs, weeks 13, 14, 15, 16, all weak defenses. Yeah. If he stays healthy, he's the guy you want. Yeah. He's the guy you want. That's a valid point. Where are you willing to take him? Oh, crap. I don't know. ADP's going in a 12-team. ADP's going around round five. Reading that, knowing what you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw some names. I'm going to name guys who are going before him. <clears throat> okay. Melvin Gordon or Jonathan Stewart. Hmm. Whew. Gordon's going a round and a half before him. You know what? I, I, I Honestly, I like Melvin Gordon. Okay. I have to see how... The draft falls to me. Um, I've done a few mock drafts where Melvin falls to me. I'm often taking a wide receiver. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, and off the top of my head, I'm thinking like an Andre Johnson type guy might be around uh, Melvin Gordon. Am I, am I correct? Jordan Matthews. Mm-hmm. Lamar Miller. <clears throat> okay, well, I'm, I'm sorry, hold on. Melvin Gordon, number 31, behind him. Emmanuel Sanders, DeAndre Hopkins, Kelvin Benjamin. So I have no problem taking Sanders or Brandon Cooks, you know, Jordan Matthews instead of Melvin Gordon and waiting for the next round. And grabbing a Jonathan Stewart. Yes. <clears throat> Joseph Randall, Jonathan Stewart. I got to take Stewart there. I have to take Stewart. I, he, I'm going to take Stewart before before Joseph Randall. Uh-huh. I'm going to take Jonathan Stewart before Alfred Morris. Definitely. Well, Morris is one of those guys. I think he's ranked ahead of him. But I'll take a wide receiver instead of yeah. of, of, of uh, Morris. Yeah. But Jonathan Stewart, he's you know, you, you know, little chat rooms on the uh, the mock drafts. Yeah. I saw guys laughing at people. Oh, Jonathan Stewart's your first running back. I'm thinking to myself, it's not a horrible. PPR, league first running back. It's not horrible. You know, the one downside, Carolina Panthers offensive line. I'm sorry, two, second running back. Second running back. Right. Carolina Panthers run, uh, offensive line finished the season 15th in run blocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, middle of the pack run blocking team. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a concern. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he ran the ball over four yards a carry when he finally given the opportunity last season. What about Latavius Murray with Oakland? 
lot of hype. Had that one monster game. It was a monster first half, actually. But he's finished 82 carries, 424 yards. He's, being, he's the guy. I mean, he's the guy. Third downs, maybe not so much. Roy Helu is there now. Right. Another one of those PPR backs who could be super helpful late in the draft. We'll talk about some of the other PPR guys in a little while. Uh, uh, Latavius Murray, Oakland. Uh, run, run blocking was 24th on the season last year. So their offensive line's in flux a bit. Are you sold on Murray? Have, did you see enough? Or is it, he's a Raider, I'm staying away. You know, I, I didn't see enough of him, to be honest with you. And, and you know, he is a Raider. I think he may be I, another full year away from uh, fantasy. 21st overall running back, 8th pick in the 4th round. Yeah. He, well, well, look at who's, well, let me throw some names out to you. Murray, Hyde, Stewart. Both of them before Murray. Yeah. Both of them before Latavius Murray. Gurley. Murray. Yeah. Murray. Morris or Murray? PPR. Murray. So he's one of those guys. He's like, is he third running back? Is he second running back? If he's third running back, you're okay with it. You're if fine. he's your second running back, you walk away from the draft table nervous. Yes. Or, or you just take a wide receiver over him. Um, let's see. I would rather have a solid PPR option, potentially, than Latavius Murray, than any of these guys. Well, how about this? Would you rather take your third wide receiver or him as your second running back? I'm I'm assuming we're using a flex. Yes. Or would you possibly take a quarterback there? I probably would not take a quarterback. I would take my third wide receiver. I'm assuming that Luck and... Assuming Luck and Rodgers are gone they're in the gone. second round. Peyton, Breeze, you'd rather take Murray over those I'll two? take Romo or Eli or Roethlisberger two rounds later. Yeah, I agree. Um, I grab that third running back. So let's say my draft rolls. I get my running back. I get a couple. I'm in round four now. Mm-hmm. I've got two wide receivers and a running back. And he falls to you. If there's a wide receiver on the board who I love, I'm taking him over Murray. And then I'll wait another round, fifth, and then and then another round, and walk away with uh, a PPR guy, a Shane Vereen, a Gio Bernard, mm-hmm. a Garrett Blount, and hey. get my and get my twelve to fifteen points per game hey. from him. It's round four. You have two wide receivers, one running back. Do you take Murray or do you take Andrew Johnson, Edelman, Keenan Allen? Take a third wide receiver or take, take a third wide receiver. Yeah, I'll take Andre Johnson. Because, again, in round five, I'm confident that Jonathan Stewart, Gio Bernard, LeGarrette Blount, Shane Vereen, somebody's going to be there. Or even Gurley, possibly. 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 You know, there's somebody else is going to be there. Maybe I'll get, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, Rashad Jennings of the Giants. Who, okay, he's going to get hurt, but he, opening day he'll be out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get somebody like that, and you go, okay, I'll deal with it. Heck, I could sit and take Chris Ivory in the eighth round. Mm-hmm. And Chris Ivory, for all what you want to say, 821 yards and six touchdowns last year. An okay third running back, right matchup, new Jets offense, more weapons. You know, he's not the worst back in the world. You know what Ivory is? Ivory is the poor man's Alfred Morris. Just doesn't get a lot of love, and he does pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know? He does. You see what I'm saying there? I could see that. I could see that. 
Um, you know, I have no problem with that. But, Doug, let's take a minute and talk about some of the the PPR guys and, and get your thoughts on some of them, right? And I look at guys who are really PPR specialty, maybe giving them an extra boost, right? Okay. Uh, Andre Allington of the Cardinals. Uh, last year he was nicked up. He only played in 12 games. Still finished with 46 catches last year. Right. You've got Gio Bernard. Mm-hmm. You've got C.J. Spiller. Now, Ellington's still the starter in, in, with the Cardinals. Gio is not. C.J. Spiller is not. You've got Shane Vereen. Okay, we'll start with just those four. Okay. Those four who who I don't want to say are PPR specialists, but that's really what they are, you yeah, know? They are, yeah. Uh, uh, that's where their value lies. Spiller's going to be catching passes with the Saints while Ingram runs. Gio's going to be catching passes while Jeremy Hill runs. Vereen's going to be catching passes where, while Rashad Jennings runs. Ellington's going to be doing a lot of everything. But then again, they drafted the kid Duke Johnson there to to help shoulder the load because Ellington's not that big a guy. No, he's not. He's under 200 pounds, I believe. Right. So now you're looking at these four guys. Um... And there's value there. I'm, I like them all in yeah. a PPR format. Your thoughts of those four, Ellington, Bernard, Spiller, and Vereen. Because off the top of my head, those are really the four best, I don't want to say PPR backs. I want to say maybe PPR more than rushing backs. Though. You understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. Of those four, who do you want? Who's the guy you want? It's round five. It's round six. That's when you start seeing those guys go off the board because they're not number one backs. Where do you see them going off the board? And if it's sitting there, if all four of them are sitting there, it's the end of the fifth, beginning of the sixth round. Where are you going? I think um, I'm going Spiller. Before Ellington, huh? Yep. You know, Ellington, he's, he, like you say, he's not a big guy. He, he, Ellington is one of those guys we were talking about um, – who were we talking about last one? Uh, Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray, Ellington are two guys. I'm going to let somebody else take a risk on. I, I'm, I'm not big on Ellington. Um, Spiller's situation, I think, is phenomenal. I think that uh, they're going to use him in New Orleans like Buffalo should have and mm-hmm. didn't. Um, I love Spiller. I love Vereen, you know, and I, I know – I'm a Giant fan. He's a Giant, so I'm, I'm trying not to be a, a homer here. But, I mean, Vereen, even when he just handed the ball to him, he was a, the guy's a stud. Yeah. You know, I mean, the guy, is, he's a talented man. And he's a PPR star, but, I mean, he can run the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if they needed him to run the ball, he can do it easily. I mean, the Giants aren't not the best line going, but, I mean, Ellington, uh, you said Vereen, Ellington, Spiller, and who else? Gio Bernard. Gio Bernard. Gio Bernard was a late first, second round pick last year. Yeah. Got nicked up. But here's yeah. the facts. 2013, he ran for 695 yards and five touchdowns. This is rookie year. 2014, playing in three less games, mind you. Right. 680 yards, five touchdowns. For 56 catches, 43 catches. He's averaging about 50 catches per season. Uh, he's got 15 touchdowns in two years, combined rushing and receiving. Their, their, their offensive line is good, 
Andy Dalton is gonna is not gonna be thrust with being a gunslinger. Uh I have no problem going with Gio Bernard as my second running back. You know, if I wanted, if I use those three, if I take three wide receivers out of my first five, four or five picks, I could take Gio Bernard and go, okay, he's my RB two, and and give me fifty rushing and five catches for forty yards. Yeah. Is that outrageous to think? You know, he, he's one of those guys where you should force yourself, and if you're listening right now, force yourself to love Bernard. Because he deserves it, <laughs> you know. He's he's not. I, I hate this phrase, but he's not a sexy pick, but he's a solid pick, you know. And he deserves more respect than he's getting. I'll say that. For me personally. Oh wait, hold on a second. Have go a ahead. Pick. Sorry. Bernard or Morris, in PPR league, who would you rather have? Would you take standard league Morris PPR sure. league? Mm-hmm. Here's what would happen. Morris would probably go second or third round. Probably third round. I would. I wouldn't take him there. Right. So but, you're going to wait. So I'm going to wait and take Bernard in the fifth. I could not agree more. I wouldn't take Bernard in the third either. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that. Right. I would take the wide receiver in the third that I like better there. Mm-hmm. Now, if Morris fell to the fifth, well, then it's tempting because Morris is a starting running back and Gio is technically Hill's backup. Yeah. But Hill will be gone. So Morris in the third or Gio in the fifth, if you could guarantee me both those options – I'm going to say I'll, I'll wait and take Gio in the fifth. I'll take Ellington. Right now, Ellington's going 20th overall, sixth pick in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. Okay? Gio's going at 5.10. Shane Vereen is going at 6.07. And C.J. Spiller's going before all of them at the end of the third round. Mm-hmm. End of the third. Yeah. So that might scare me off of Spiller as well. Because in my head, I know, well, Spill is going at the end of the third. I could get Gio literally two rounds later. Right. Uh, Spiller's at 3.11. Gio's at 5.10. If I, could, if I know that as well, and Alfred Morris is going at 4.04. Yeah. I'll sit and take Gio at, at, at the end of round five and feel okay about myself. Yeah, PPR league, I, yeah, I would wait and take, take Bernard. I mean, he, he's one of those guys... You don't feel great about taking it, but you're gonna feel you're gonna be fine. You know, you'll be you'll be happier later than on draft day. I think he's not gonna win you much, right? But he's not gonna lose you a game either. He's not gonna bust you. He's not gonna no. bust you. No. Who's got a better chance of busting on a week? Him or Alfred Morris? Morris. I mean, if let's say RG three is is dinged up, stack the box on Morris. I mean, he's done. You know, he's done. Alfred Moore, I could see Alfred Morris going 12 carries for 35 yards. I agree. And Gio Bernard going 12 carries for 35 yards the same week, but then going five catches for 70. And mm-hmm. you go, okay, thank you for those five catches for okay. 70, Gio Bernard. One thing I, was, I highlighted earlier tonight before I came here, Washington has a real nice schedule. Well, they're playing the Giants twice. Yep. Um, they have – look at this. I think it's about six or seven games here. Giants, Philly, Atlanta, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Giants again. Then we have PPR, uh, PPR playoff uh, time, Chicago, then Buffalo, which is a tough one, and then Philly. Not terrible. It's not bad. It's not terrible. It's not, not terrible. But I agree. I would take Gio over him. I would. I would take. Listen, I like all four of them. In a PPR format, I like all four of them. 
you know, I, I have no issue with those guys at all. I think they're terrifically talented and, and in a good situation. Uh-huh. Um, you know, some other guys I don't mind taking later. LeGarrette Blount, he's going to be the guy in New, New England. You, you know, Belichick, these are not guys I'm drafting, though, as my RB2. They're my RB3. Right. Uh, LeGarrette Blount, Rashad Jennings of the Giants, Isaiah Crowell of the Browns, um, Yeldon, the rookie for the Jaguars. I think that's going to be a mess, him, Denard Robinson. I'll draft them both, but I'm drafting them late. I can't fall in love with them because you just don't know how that's going to shake out. Yeah. Same with the Falcons. They took the, the rookie, Tevin Coleman. They have Devonta Freeman from last year. That has platoon situation screaming all over it, yeah. avoiding it. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay, Doug Martin, Sims, another situation. There are some ugly situations out there, Doug, that you want to avoid. Um, so at what point are you willing to pull the situation on one of the Falcons or one of the Buccaneers or one of the Tennessee Titans, Bishop Sankey and the rookie David Cobb? Are you even going to consider pulling one of these guys out of a hat? Or are you staying away from those? Detroit Lions, Amir Abdullah, Joyke Bell. I mean, these have platoon running back by committee all over it. I'm running from them. Yeah, you know, I mean, I read that they're they're liking uh, Doug Wilson in Tampa again. <sighs> Their schedule is real nice. You know, if if he's the number one guy in Tampa Bay, it's a big if. But if he's my fourth running back, mm-hmm. You know, uh, and where's he going? Rounds. He's got to be around nine, I'm guessing, off the top of my head. Doug Martin. Doug Martin. 76, so round seven. I have him at 702, 32nd running back off the board. If he's your fourth running back, it's again, it's a big if. If, if he's a starter, he's got a nice schedule. Look, look at this. He's playing here. He's playing Tennessee, New Orleans. Washington, Atlanta, Giants, Philly, and again, fantasy football playoff time, Atlanta, New Orleans, and Chicago in the championship. If he's the guy, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. He's currently going before the Falcons' uh, uh, tandem. Uh-huh. He's going before Isaiah Crowell, who's going to be the starter in Cleveland, but you got Terrence West there. Mm-hmm. He's going before Danny Woodhead, McFadden. He's going before Chris Ivory. Hmm. Yeah. He's going before the Tennessee Titan combination. Yeah. Chris Ivory's the interesting one. Doug, I mean, I guess Chris Ivory's a committee, though, too. Think about it. You have Ivory. Mm-hmm. They brought in Zach Stacy from the Rams. They brought in Stephen Ridley coming off the ACL from the Patriots. And they still have Belial Powell. Yeah, uh, you know, Ivory's, he's, he's a good running back. I like him. I, I think he's underrated. Not way underrated, but he's underrated. You know, what hurts him the most is his quarterback situation. You know? They've got weapons to throw the ball to. Whether somebody could get the ball to them is a different story. <laughs> they do. Their line's good. The line's, I mean, the line's getting older, but they're still good. They're still good. Uh, he's, he's another one of those guys where, you know, if he's your, your fourth running back and you grab him, <clears throat> bi-week replacement, Maybe uh, you play him in matchups. You're not going to be disappointed with him. No, you're not. I agree. I agree. Doug, one last question. Yeah. One last discussion before we, we sign off. Who is the guy? Let's be honest. The, the fantasy football season is not won in round one. Nope. 
it's round, round six, round seven, round eight, through, like six through ten, six to eleven. Mm-hmm. Who's the guy late, <clears throat> that ninth round running back, that maybe he's a rookie, maybe he's a PPR guy, whoever it may be, that you could say this guy is going to fly under the radar and he's going to help my team before it's all said and done? Um, I'm looking at David Cobb at Tennessee. Okay. Um, he, he's a rookie. Uh, his, but for me, these late running backs, it's all about the situation. Bishop Sankey was not good last year at all. No. They're he not couldn't g- beat out Sean Green. No. Uh, they're not going to give up on, on on Bishop yet. No. You know, he, they, they drafted him. Through. He was the first running back off the, the board. board last year, right. Uh, round three, I believe it was, if I'm not mistaken. Round two or round two? three, two, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, the, so they're not going to just drop him. But I just don't think he's going to get it done. And I think Cobb is going to – you know, just sit there and just eventually maybe, I don't even want to say week, week five, six, nine, ten, but he, I think he could be the guy late, you know? Yeah. And uh, he's, I mean, he's a talented guy. Um, I just have, I'll say this, I will let somebody else take Sankey and I will take him. Somebody I like is a, another rookie, David Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, 23-year-old rookie out of Northern Iowa who's with the Cardinals. Um, the guy's six foot one, 225 pounds. He's a bruiser. He's going to be the goal line back to start. Mm-hmm. Ellington, we talked about Ellington. He's a small guy. Mm-hmm. He could get nicked up. David Johnson will be the guy then. Uh, I think he can have have some value uh, worth holding on to. Like a lot of the back. I mean, you look at these backups, right? Alfred Blue is going to be drafted if you drafted Arian Forster. Mm-hmm. N- uh, Nile Davis of the Chiefs, you saw him have some nice success backing up Jamal Charles. Uh, Duke Johnson, part of a potential three-handed monster in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about Johnson. Brandon Oliver backing up Melvin Gordon, guys like that. James Starks backing up Eddie Lacy. <laughs> These guys were going to be drafted. If you draft Le'Veon Bell, you have to draft D'Angelo Williams. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance you're going to be starting D'Angelo Williams weeks one and two. Sure. Um, so all of these young guys and veterans uh, are going to play a role. Handcuff your running backs, at least your first one. Mm-hmm. Do what you can to handcuff. Stay away from the timeshares because they're a kiss of death. We know that going in, and uh, and yeah. that's that. I think around uh, not round sorry. I think around week seven, eight, nine. I think it's getting dinged up a little bit. They got to rest them. I think that's when Johnson's going to start kicking in. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. There are some rookies who are going to have some impact. Amir Abdul is going to have an impact this year. Mm-hmm. But he's, around, around, he's much earlier. He's going to go even earlier than, than some of these other guys. Yep, sure. I agree. TJ Yeldon should be the starter in Jacksonville. Denard Robinson is still there, though. Mm-hmm. Right. Another situation to monitor. And we'll continue talking about the running backs. As training camp develops, injuries occur, timeshares maybe either A, form, or break up, and, mm-hmm. and guys kind of distinguish themselves. We'll be talking about all yeah. of it. But, Doug, it's already after 11 o'clock, and this right. is probably the quickest hour of our week. My goodness, does it go quick. Um, want to thank everybody for listening, whether live or on demand or on iTunes, like we sometimes, uh, like we're always on. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to that. We do appreciate the support. So um, Next week, girls. Only girls party? Girls only party. Excellent. Uh, next week, uh, you're all invited. Odds <laughs> are you won't be here, but um, but you know what? What the heck? We'll extend the invitation anyway. <laughs> so um, 
that's it. We're out of time. So next week, hopefully maybe next Monday night again, maybe the same start time if if we can pull it off, maybe at 10 o'clock start time. Follow us on Facebook, A Aniano, I'm sorry, the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show. Twitter, A Aniano, that's A-A-N-I-A-N-O, Fantasy. And we'll let you know when we're on again next week. And then we'll be on once a week heading into the season. Doug and I will talk. We'll see what the season brings. And uh, hopefully he'll be able to join us, continue to join us once a week in some fashion uh, for the NFL season and do start sits with us and all the fun stuff like that. Um, like I said, don't forget to go to iTunes, subscribe, download, rate, and comment on the show. Facebook, Twitter, all of that fun stuff. And go to the Facebook page tomorrow. I'm going to have kind of what we talked about here today in a written form. I'll have the tiers, how we kind of saw them, and, and some other running backs maybe we didn't talk about. I'll have all the tiers posted tomorrow morning on uh, on Facebook. Don't forget, follow me on Roto Bowler Radio as well. Uh, every Wednesday night, ten, this week, Wednesday night, 10 o'clock, we'll be talking baseball. DraftValet.com, proud to be a part of that. Uh, make sure to go to DraftValet.com, sign up. Well worth the subscription, that's for sure. Doug, great job as always. A lot of fun having you on. Thanks for the drinks. If I'm slurring my words, it's because of you. <laughs> my pleasure. Uh, and look forward to doing this again, my friend. It was a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Uh, enjoy your week, everybody. We'll talk to you real soon. Have a good night, folks.